Welcome to another inspiring message from David Hall, pastor of LifePoint Church, Adelaide, Australia. It's our sincere prayer that you would experience the presence and power of the Holy Spirit as you listen to this message. For more information, please visit davidhall.com.au. Give Jesus a shout of praise in the house. Almighty God of heaven. Lord, we bless your name. You know, man, I feel like something good's going to happen in the house tonight, man. I... Do you know, just for, just for like maybe 20 seconds, why don't we just raise our hands to the God of heaven and earth all over this place? You know, uh, in, in one moment, the touch of heaven can change every situation you face. Just one moment in the presence of God, miracles happen. People are changed. Maybe you've come here tonight. You don't even really know why you came. I pray over the next 40 minutes that something supernatural will take place in your life and you'd meet the one who will change your heart and change your life in a moment of time by the power of God. Almighty God, we honour you tonight. We thank you for your presence. Holy Spirit, would you come and touch every hungry heart. Lord, let the power of God fill this place. Lord, let not one person leave this place the way they came, but Lord, let your people leave touched. Let them leave changed. Let them leave filled up with the Holy Ghost. And Lord, I pray that Jesus would be alive in people's hearts in this house in the name of Jesus. Can somebody give Jesus a shout of praise in here for just a minute? Boom! Man, you guys are awesome. What? A, can I say, I, I walked in here, man, it's, there's a revival going on in this place. This is, a, this is just an all-out move of God, man. It's awesome. It's, it's just my honour to be here. And, and uh, I've preached in Pennsylvania before, but I'm pretty pumped to be here in Allentown. And there, this is... But I really do believe God wants to speak to our hearts tonight. And, and if you have a Bible, I'd love you to turn with me to the to probably my favourite passage. I, I, I think there's nothing I like to preach on more uh, than to tell people about the power of the Holy Spirit. Because, do you know, we don't often, we don't often have conversations around the, the power of the Holy Spirit maybe uh, as much as, as we could. And, and I'm talking about in our lives and, and, and uh, in, in so many areas of our faith, probably the most central uh, experience that you and I should have outside of uh, giving our hearts to Christ and, be fo- and being followers of Jesus is to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we, we need the power of God to do what God's called us to do. And, and, and the Spirit of God is not like just some Pentecostal bird who comes in and just hands out the gifts of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's God, you know, the Holy Spirit's as much God as Jesus is and, and is real. And I just want to encourage you tonight over the next uh, 30 minutes of this message, I want you to lean in and believe that God wants to touch you with His Spirit and, and the power of God's going to be real in your heart and in your life. And, and I want to speak about uh, the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. I mean, it's, that's one of those passages, it's, it's almost a dangerous passage to listen to on audio Bible while driving because you might be done for drink driving and, and we can't have that. And so let's have a look at Acts chapter 2 and I want to have a look in the original King James. Are we allowed to do that in Pennsylvania? I oh, know I don't typically read from the original. This one just sounds a lot more anointed uh, in the original. That's my only reason. I want you to have a look at this first word. Somebody say and. And. I say and. You say And. It says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they're all with one accord in one place. Here we go again. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. 
And there appeared under, are you getting the idea here? There's a fair few ands going on. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. The Spirit gave them the utterance. I love this. And, 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 and. It seems to me that whenever the Holy Spirit, or quite frequently anyway, when the Holy Spirit gets a mention in the Scripture, generally you'll see his name accompanied by this word and. Because whenever the Holy Spirit is moving and touching lives, there's always more happening than meets the eye. When the Holy Spirit comes into your world, he doesn't just come and touch you in that moment, but he brings all the resource and all the blessing of heaven into your heart and in your life. Do you believe that tonight? And here we, we, we see this when the day of Pentecost had fully come, the Holy Spirit fell. But when he fell, there were gifts, there were graces, there were sudden moments of God's presence and God's power. The Holy Spirit is always up to more than maybe even meets the eye. There's always more happening in the Spirit than, than, than we can even imagine. When the Spirit of God moves, there's always something else happening. I, I, I look at in Scripture, we know the story, maybe a lot of you do, Mary, uh, the mother of Jesus was minding her own business one day and an angel of the Lord appeared to her and said, hey, you're highly favored, you're blessed and, and uh, you're going to have a son and his name's Jesus. And she says, how is this going to happen? Seeing I, I'm a virgin, I've never known a man. How's this going to happen? He says this, he says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. It's not like the Holy Spirit just comes and that's it. The Holy Spirit comes and he brings with him all the blessing of God. You know, I've, I've, I'm the son of an evangelist, uh, which is like a pastor, but just one who can't hold down a job. And, and, <laughs> and so he has to just preach everywhere, you know. And so we'd go from like church to church to church. In, in my dad had an old 1982 Ford Fairlane and we would literally drive all over the country holding tent revivals, doing crusades in big churches, small churches. Not like crusades where you invaded another city and burned it down. I'm talking about, there was no jousting sticks involved. There was just like a five-night revival, you know. I think we call them conferences now. It's a little less threatening. Crusade. I think we should bring it back. A crusade. We're going to take down Allentown in a crusade, like an angry mob. I don't know how it works. It's... Anyway, I'll move on. The two of you taking notes look exhausted. So. But we'd kind of go from place to place, and, and, uh, and, and we'd see God uh, move and, and do a whole lot of things. But as a kid, uh, one of the things that I always enjoyed was, because we travel all over the world, I, I used to love to go to all the different McDonald's, you know, and just sort of see the, the, the differences. In, in Australia, we call it Maccas for short. We go to Maccas, you know, and, and it's something about, the, I don't know how they do it. I think it's the anointing, but you can be driving your car, you get, you, you sort of, you've been at work all day and you're kind of hungry, you know hungry slash angry, we call that hangry, and, and we're driving the car, and, and, and you're kind of hungry, and you, you want to eat something, and you drive past McDonald's. I don't know how they do it, but they get the smell from the kitchen through your air conditioner supernaturally, <laughs> directly and evenly into your right and left nostril. And then it's almost involuntary. The wheel just sort of takes on its own identity. It's almost like demon possession. It takes over your car, and the next minute you find yourself talking into a metal box full of shame. And (laughs) 
And you kind of do it under like an old school church voice, you know, you say, bestow upon me your biggest Mac and a pound a quarter thereof, you know, I need, I need grease in my life. I mean, you go up there and you say, I'll get one of those hot apple pies, which is really like just baby food wrapped in cardboard, dipped in battery acid. They're not good, eh? But they're, they're actually really amazing. And every bite, God's glorified. But as you eat that stuff, you can order cheeseburger, Happy Meal, McNuggets, whatever it is that tickles your fancy. And you can guarantee at the end of the order, no matter how long or how vast it is, they're going to ask you a question. They're going to ask you this question. I've heard it in McDonald's all over the world. They'll do it in India. I tell you, they'll do it. They'll do it. They'll do it. <laughs> they'll do it in Singapore. They'll do it in New Zealand. They'll do it in Australia. They'll do it here in America. They'll even do it in the great Republic of Texas. They'll do it all over the world. And they'll ask you this simple question. And you all know what it is. It's simply this. Would you like fries with that? <laughs> There's only one answer, friends. Yes. Now, I'm not trying to reduce the power of the Holy Spirit to, to McDonald's. But it seems like whenever the Holy Spirit wants to touch your life, he says, hey, would you like some blessing with that? And as I, as I read through the Bible, as, as I, <laughs> oh, you're fun. You're awesome. But as, as I read through the Bible, you can see the Holy Spirit and so many things. It's almost like, let's just have a look at a few. Can we look at a few tonight as we just get in this? Man, I feel like something good's going to happen. Acts 10.38 says this. God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power. The Bible says uh, in Acts 1 and 8, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. I feel like God wants to say to you and I tonight, would you like some power with that? Yes, I want power with that. We don't need a, a, a cookie cutter kind of safe, safe Christianity. You and I need the power of the Spirit. I mean, if there has ever been a time on planet Earth that the church needs the power of God, it's in 2017, man, I... I don't believe that Jesus is coming back for a church less powerful than the one that he left. I believe the one he's coming back for is going to be a lot like this, alive, full of the Spirit of God, full of faith. Oh, come on, why don't you just praise him for about 15 seconds? Give God a shout. You want power with that? I'll take some power with that. I don't want to be a Christian that doesn't have the power of God. I don't want to lay hands on people and they get worse. Some guy comes to church, can you pray for me? I've got a blocked nose. Yes, in Jesus' name. And he walks out, he's now got the flu. I want to carry something. Jesus carried something. When he walked, even demons started saying, you've come to torment us before our time. Why is that? Because he carried something. He carried the living Christ. The Bible says in him dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily. I don't know about you, but just like Jesus, I want to carry something. So when you walk into an atmosphere, things change and things shift. Maybe you've walked into this church tonight. You came here hoping for a movie. Ta-da. <laughs> uh, anyway. You walk in here, maybe you've been coming to... Life church, week after week, month after month. And you say, man, the reason I keep coming back here, I don't really know. It's just cool. I like the music. 
I like the teaching. Can I, can I say all of those things I'm sure, as we already know, are amazing, but that's actually not what's bringing you back here. It's that unseen person and power of the Holy Spirit. It's the fact that this is a place that's alive with the power of God. I need power. I need that same power that raised Jesus from the dead alive on the inside. See, if Jesus needed the Holy Ghost to do the things he did, if Jesus needed the, the power of the Spirit of God to turn impossible situations around, how much more do you and I need the power of God? I don't, I don't know how, how, how you can even do this Christian life without the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, I'd be hopeless, man. I need the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, I need the touch of God. Sometimes, man, you get a bit rusty. You need to pull the old cord, you know, the Pentecostal lawnmower cord. Cool, rub up, 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 up. You need power in your life in the name of Jesus. Woo! Jesus' name. Just because I went to a Baptist school, man, I was raised Pentecostal. Man, my, my parents were tongue-talking, demon-hating, levitating, crazy people. My parents weren't even Pentecostal, Pastor Randy. They were Pentecostal. I married a Baptist. True, my wife's a Baptocostal now. She prays in tongues and she analyzes her own behavior. It's fantastic. We need power. I was on an airplane the other day and I, I sat next to this woman and uh, you could tell she was saved purely by her fashion. Have you ever, do you guys have like Lifeway bookstores and all of that stuff? I think that's the only place she shopped for everything. And so I'm sitting next to this lady, bless her heart. She had like Christian everything. Her t-shirt said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They're running up with a roof. She had a vest. And on one side of the vest were the first five of the Ten Commandments. On the other side of the vest were the other five. Her earrings were those little fish, you know, not like, like the, not a real fish, just like, you, the, I'm doing it wrong. I'm drawing some satanic symbol. Sorry about that. Now this is going on YouTube and I'm finished. But here... She had a brooch or a little button on one side that said, it was Jesus with Don Monty, it said Jesus. And on the other side, it was spirit-filled. She had a Bible big enough to choke a kangaroo. I'm surprised they even, I'm surprised she didn't have to check it in. And it wasn't just a Bible, it had a Bible cover. Now, now if you have a Bible cover, it's okay, but you're borderline oversaved. We need to dial it back a bit. Just do something carnal, just to dial it back, you know. But her Bible didn't just have a cover, it had scripture on the cover, you know. The grass withers, the flower fades, the word of God stands for it. I wondered why it was on there. I figured just in case the zipper malfunctioned and she couldn't get in the word quick enough. <laughs> she literally looked like she'd walked into one of those Lifeway bookstores during a Louisiana hurricane and just walked out with the debris. <laughs> and she said, <laughs> and she had all these multi-colored, multi-colored beads. And, she, and I knew what they were, the evangelism beads. You know, they're, they're different color. You share the gospel according to the beads. And, and so she had these beads and she's flashing them in my direction. And so I just was resolute. I'm not telling her two things. Number one, I'm not telling her I'm a Christian because I just do not want to be associated. <laughs> and the other thing I said, I'm not telling her I'm a pastor because then the rapture would happen and people would die. So, but she starts... Uh, flashing the, the, the beads in my general direction. And I'm like, I'm not going to take the bait, you know. But then I did. <laughs> I was like, nice beads. 
And before I could even finish the word beads, I'm like, nice bead. She goes, they're my evangelism beads. It was here in the States. Sorry about that. She goes, but it is in the South. She says, they're my evangelism beads. I said, you what? She said, my evangelism beads. I said, what are they for? She said, evangelism. I said, well, the name works. It's a good name. And so she starts telling me the gospel according to the beads. And I was like, oh, this is great. So then I put my headphones back on. And then it just dawned on me. I thought, man, if the future, bless you, if the future of global evangelism and the future of soul winning hinges on these beads, we're doomed. Because the Bible doesn't say you shall receive beads when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. It, it says you'll receive power. I'm glad that God didn't anoint Jesus with the Holy Ghost and beads, but gave him power. We need more than a gimmick, man. We need the power of God's Spirit in our heart, in our life, so we can truly know that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Somebody say power. Would you like power with that? Another one that uh, I was thinking of as I'm preparing this. Acts 13, 52. And the disciples were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. I feel like God's saying to you tonight, would you like joy with that? There's nothing worse than a miserable Pentecostal. Even their tongues are angry. No angry tongues. Happy tongues. Some people get so serious and so religious and so grumpy. It's the Holy Spirit. He brings joy. I don't know how you can be filled with the Spirit and miserable all at the same time. Maybe I've been filled with the Spirit. Can I say, when I got filled with the Spirit, you couldn't wipe the smile off my face. I became one of those weird people. Oh, somebody knows what I'm talking about. Why? Somebody knows what I'm talking about. Because once you've been filled with the, the Bible says in Nehemiah, what? The, the joy of the Lord is your strength. The Bible talks about being filled with the Spirit in Isaiah. He says, this is rest and refreshing. There is a joy and a rest. Why do we as a church want to see you come into the fullness of, a, of an infilling and a relationship with God's Spirit? Because we know that when a Christian that's born again on their way to heaven, steps over into a second experience being filled with the Spirit. Their lives are completely altered because not only is the Holy Spirit within, the Holy Spirit comes upon. When the Holy Spirit's upon you, there is a joy. Would you like joy? You see, we, we, everyone wants to be happy. The problem with happy is happiness comes from the same root word as happening. So your happiness depends on what's happening. If someone came up to me tonight and said, David, uh, I would like to give you a check for one million dollars. I'm not going to lie to you. I'd be happy. People say money doesn't bring true happiness. I'm happy to test your theory. I think it does. <laughs> Poverty doesn't. <laughs> we got serious in here. <laughs> Joy is not based on what's happening externally. Joy. Have you ever noticed there's times as a believer, you're not happy, but you've got joy? Maybe life stinks. You could have a stinker of a year, but the joy of the Lord carries you. 
even in impossible situations. Why? Because joy, the joy of the Lord is your strength, strength, power, that joy, that power. There's something about joy that just, to me, turns over the things of the Spirit in a greater way. In our life, choose joy, joy. Would you like joy with that? And here's another one for you, Acts 4.31. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God with boldness. Would you like boldness with that? Yeah, I think I'll. I think I would. I don't want to be timid with that. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to be one of those that you don't even want your friends to sit next to if you bring them to church, you know. I want to be the guy in church that you give your, your, your new friend the disclaimer. Look, there's a guy in the church who's pretty full on. He gets a bit happy. His right leg starts to go involuntarily. <laughs> Man, I feel like I'm about to run around this building tonight. I'm telling you right now, this place is <laughs> this place is alive with the presence of God. Holy Spirit and boldness. You know, in our church, we had a girl in our church. This is at the end of I want to say the end of 2012, maybe or 2013. Maybe 2013. And yeah, it was. And, and this girl in our church, her, name, uh, her name's India King, India King. And, and one day she decides to, to cut school and not, and not go to school. And she's like 14 at the time and, and decides she's going to hang out with her boyfriend and go into downtown Adelaide and do some shopping and, and just cut school and be just a general uh, rebel for the day, you know. And she's a sweet kid, uh, but just decided to just not go to school, have the day off and and hang out with her boyfriend. And so she goes into the city, and, and it's a December day. In Australia, December's a su- in summer. And so it's hot and dry generally, but that day it, it just rained. And, and so it's a wet day, and she steps outside of, uh, off, this, off this curb and steps onto the road, and her boyfriend sees a car coming, grabs her by her school backpack, pulls her off the road, but her little legs uh, go out from under, and the car runs her over, uh, front wheel and back wheel, and, and breaks her pelvis in four places, she rolls about 30 feet. Now, I don't want to be insensitive, but I do want to say this. There were two miracles within this, this greater problem, which we'll talk about. The first is she was run over in front of a hospital. Now, I don't recommend getting run over. Uh, but if you do, hospital's a pretty good place to get run over. Second thing. How are we going? Is that all right? Uh, Second thing is there was about six nurses outside having a cigarette. They were smoking. And, and they, they weren't even meant to be out there. They just happened to be out there. Now, it's, it's only fair that both sides of the argument get, fair, uh, get a fair airing of the conversation. People say smoking kills. I'm going to argue that in this case, uh, I think it saves lives, to be honest. There just happened to be an unoccupied ambulance right there, and she was at the hospital within eight minutes, the women's and children's hospital, this little girl. But she was in bad shape. They said, they said she, you know, she'd probably never walk again, she'd never see again, never hear again. And then, so, so I went in and prayed immediately at about 4 p.m. that afternoon, and, and I couldn't even get near her. They're still working on her. I've never seen a body in worse condition in all of my life. And, and so I left the hospital after being in there, and they said, would you come back? Uh, she's deteriorating and getting worse. She's probably not going to make it through the night. And so I said, okay, I'll go. 
I went back to the hospital and, and I walked in and the Bible talks about being filled with the Holy Spirit and boldness. Uh, I'm a pastor and you go into hospitals, you pray for people all the time, but when you're in the ICU with doctors working on somebody, you kind of try to act sensitive. You want to pray ICU appropriate prayers. So I walked in, the Bible says, lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. The only spot that I could really lay hands was on her little knee. So I put my hand on her knee and I, and I just started praying a Holy Spirit, a, a, sorry, an ICU appropriate prayer. I was like, Father, that you, that you would touch her and that you would heal her in the name of Jesus. And then suddenly I felt the power of the Holy Ghost, which sometimes uh, trying to hide the Holy Spirit's like trying to hide a kangaroo, you know. Uh, <laughs> You can have your friends over for a cup of tea and hide the kangaroo behind the curtain, but it'll just pop out in an inopportune time. I had my hand on her knee, and, I'm, and I just, suddenly I feel the anointing of God. And I just start talking to her. She's in a coma. I said, India, uh, you will live and not die in the name of Jesus. I yelled it. I said, you will live and not die in the name of Jesus. And I feel like the, the nurses and the doctors are kind of looking up. I said, I refuse to do your funeral. Spirit of death, get off her. Can I, can I say, that's it. That's how you want your pastor to pray. Let the doctors be the doctors. Let your pastors be a bit crazy, man. Let them. But here's the problem. You say she couldn't hear. I wasn't talking to these ears. I was talking to a spirit and commanding life to come back into that in the name of Jesus. But let me tell you, I just felt English wasn't going to cut it. Sometimes, maybe you're new to all of this and you might think I'm strange. That's okay. I'm a guest speaker. I go home tomorrow. It's fine. But I'm one of those tongue-talking Pentecostals, you know, that that every now and then you just got to move stuff in the spirit realm and shift things through the language of heaven. And, and so I had my hand on her knee. You live and not die. And it just came out. And I just started going in the Holy Ghost. Shukapa. You know, the whole thing. Like my whole body moved with every syllable, you know. The nurse is looking at me. The doctor's looking at me. I felt like saying to them, guys, look, I'm here on medical business. I've been sent by the great physician, you know, and, and there's a couple of things he wants me to carry out. One month later, that girl who should have died walked out of that hospital healed by the power of God. I want to tell you, God's looking for people full of the Holy Spirit and boldness. Man, does anyone believe in the power of the Holy Spirit in this place? <laughs> Can I give you another one? Just, just while we're on it, Matthew 3.11, it's one of my favorites. There's a man in the Bible called John the Baptist. We don't know too much about him, but we do know that he was a Baptist. You say, how do you know? Well, the Bible's clear. He wasn't just a Baptist. He was the Baptist. He was a big deal. I, I hope when I, when I die, I hope they don't know me as Dave, a Pentecostal. I want to be Dave, the Pentecostal. Can I just clarify for one minute? I'm going to tell you what a Pentecostal isn't. It's not a legalistic, controlling, denominational kind of wear your hair in a bun, especially if you're a bloke. Uh, it's, it's got nothing to do with any of that. Being a Pentecostal, you simply believe what God did on the day of Pentecost uh, is available now. Being a Pentecostal, no denomination ha ha has exclusive rights to the word Pentecostal. I'm a Pentecostal because I believe that the Holy Spirit's power is for today and right now. 
We're only called Pentecostals because the Holy Ghost fell on Pentecost. If the Holy Spirit fell at Christmas, we'd be Christmascostal. It's true. Write that down. The Holy Spirit. John is like, is a Baptist. He says, well, I'm a Baptist, but there's this Pentecostal called Jesus. I don't know if he said that for real, but he says, there's one coming. And he says, John says, I'll baptize you in water, but there's one coming, and he'll baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. I know, I know it's old school. Can we go old school? Just, there's no school like old school. I'm old school. I still believe that Jesus saves, heals, baptizes, and the Holy Ghost is coming again. I still believe the trump of God's going to sound the dead in Christ will rise. I still believe that if you live a holy life and serve God, you'll get to heaven in Jesus' name. Lord. I, I, want, I want the fire of God. You know, What does that mean? I, it can mean a lot of things, but I know one story in the Bible, Samson. I don't even know how Samson did this, but he gets 300 foxes and he ties their tails together and lights them on fire. As you do. <laughs> he lights their tails on fire. And, and one translation of the Bible says they ran through the city with a sense of urgency. <laughs> that to me, that sounds like the fire of God. It just puts some urgency in your spirit. Can, can I say, I live in a city of 1.4 million. If my church won 1,000 people to Jesus a year, which we're not at that point yet, I know this one is, but if, if I did that in my city, 1,000 a year, do you know that would take me 1,400 years to win Adelaide for Jesus? We don't have that kind of time. The clock's ticking. I mean, now I'm talking about the last days in the book of Acts. We're 2,017 years later. We're in the last, these aren't the last days, these are the last minutes. Man, we need a church that's not just a church uh, that, that, that's, that's happy, going forward, has momentum. You and I individually need to leave this place on fire for Jesus, going into all the world and preaching the gospel. <laughs> that sense of urgency. I've got one more, then I'm going to quit. Maybe if the keyboard player can come, everything sounds better when the keyboard player comes. It helps, you know. The Bible says, and we read the scripture, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly came a sound from heaven, welcome, as of a rushing mighty wind filled the whole house. He says, says this, and they're all filled. Somebody say all filled. filled. They're all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in other tongues. I feel like God's asking a question tonight. Would you like a prayer language with us? Would you like to get... It always sounds better. Just stop for one sec. I'm going to show you something. When he plays, everything sounds fantastic. You believe everything I say. I'll give you a for instance. Don't play for one second. I could get up here and say, God loves you. He has a plan for your life. And you're like, maybe. God loves you. He has a plan for your life. You're like, yes, he does. Yes, he does. Man, I feel the presence of Jesus in this place. Come on. You know, when the Spirit of God comes upon you, He'll unlock the gifts of God in your world. I mean, the gifts of healing, the gifts, the power to prophesy, the 
power to pray in, in, a, in a heavenly language, the, the power to get a word of wisdom that will unlock an impossible situation, the power to have such faith that, man, you, your world just totally changes because of the faith that comes into your world. Everything as far as the gifts of the Spirit are available in the Holy Ghost. You know, I'm a, my dad's a Pentecostal evangelist. He's a powerful man of God. He's one uh, in, in, in face-to-face meetings, over a million people have come to Christ in his crusades all over the world. And so I was raised in meetings where we'd see the sick heal, we'd see the, the blind see, the deaf hear, and, and supernatural things that happen. And, and I feel like God's uh, called me to be a voice in my generation to say, hey, uh, you know, we, we, we can't have what some of the leaders that have gone before us have had if we don't have the same power that they had. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to just see you saved and on your way to heaven. I, I want to see you filled with God's Spirit to be as effective in this life as you possibly can. And, and maybe before we close the service, I, we, we've got uh, just a few more minutes, but, it, but, but I'd love it if we could stand all across this house and every person if we can. And, Maybe you're in this room tonight and you'd say, David, I, maybe you've been filled with the Spirit for, like forever. You know, maybe you got filled with the Holy Ghost or Noah's Ark. I don't know. But maybe, maybe you're a little dry and you need a fresh, a fresh anointing from God. Hey, guys, if you can come, that'd be awesome. Maybe, maybe you're in, in this place and, and you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit. You know, it's not actually hard to get baptized in the Holy Ghost. The Bible really just gives a couple of prerequisites. One of them, just get saved, give your heart to Jesus. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. But the other is, he says, just ask. You know, if, if, if I said to Pastor Randy, hey, Pastor Randy, can I, can I please have $5? You know, I'd ask that question of him knowing that he has the ability to do that. And I wouldn't ask if I didn't feel like he had the willingness to do that. Are you following what I'm saying? And so when God says, hey, I'll give the Holy Spirit to those who ask, He's making it clear that He has the resource available. He has the willingness. But the Spirit of God is just looking for faith. That would dare to say, God, I'm hungry for your presence. And in this room, maybe you've never received the baptism in the Spirit. Maybe you have. And you need a fresh infilling of the Holy Ghost. All over this place, if you say, David, I, I just need God's Spirit to come. I want the Holy Ghost to come upon my life in a fresh way. Maybe maybe for the first time. Maybe maybe you're just like me. Every time the Spirit of God's in a meeting, your hands are up. And you, can I, I'd let anyone that's anointed pray for me. I'd let a giraffe lay his hoof on my... I'll take, I'll take the Holy Ghost at, but in this room, if you'd say, David, I, I want a fresh touch of God. We're not going to get weird at all. But I, I want us to just make some room in our own spirit. We sing songs like, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. And I remember one Sunday we sing it in church. I was preaching at a church and they're singing, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. And God spoke to me and said, he said, are you singing that on behalf of the meeting or are you singing on behalf of yourself? I remember I was really singing, oh, you're welcome here. Do you know what? He's not only welcome here. Of course he's welcome here. You just have to walk in. The Spirit of God's here. But is he welcome here? Is he welcome here? See, see, often we pray prayers like, God, would you open heaven? He did that 2,000 years ago. We don't need to pray the heavens open. We just need to open our own heart and say, Spirit of the living God, fill me in Jesus' name.
And this is what I'm going to ask you to do. If you say, David, I want a fresh touch for the first time. I'm going to pray for, for a baptism of power to come in this place, but for the fire of the Holy Ghost. We're going to believe, God, that that fire will come and consume sickness, disease. Do you know, I, I, I've preached one of a hundred thoughts that we could preach. Everything you need is in the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Ghost. And so all I'm asking you to do is reach out to heaven tonight and, and say, God, whatever you need, take it tonight. It's yours in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope it was an encouragement to you. If you'd like to know more about David and Donna, please visit our website, davidhall.com.au. 